If you have ever experienced burnout or think you are on the edge of getting there, this is for you. I love this topic and I love this episode with Avery. Avery is on to it, on with us today to talk about, Avery Thatcher is on with us to talk all about her experience with burnout. What is burnout? Like what causes it? And some things that you can do to really either deal with it when you're experiencing it or to prevent it, right? I just think it's so easy to not listen to our body and keep going and going and going. And then our body says enough is enough. Our body, our mind, and our heart, actually. So this is such a powerful episode, a short but sweet one. So definitely tune on in and make sure you grab the resources that Avery was talking about so you can connect with her and get support if this is something you want um, support around. And also, I would love to have a conversation with you. You know, I, I mentioned this on the episode that you know, as a mom of two young kids it is, and, an, and an achiever and type A, it's very f- easy for me to go very close to burnout. But having certain boundaries in place, really advocating for my own health and wellness has really made it possible for me to still be well, still run my business and love on my kiddos, right? So if you are in a season that you really want to prioritize your own health and well-being and get support doing that, please reach out. Please connect with me on Instagram at MadeWellWomen or on Facebook or book a complimentary clarity call. This is just a free call where you can come in and share your heart, share where you're at, share where you want to go. And I can just share with you um, if I have a resource, if, or if I have a program, or if I'm even just a great fit to support you along the way. All right. So go make sure you check out that clarity call below, find a time on my calendar, and I would love to talk with you. Okay. Enjoy the episode. Let me know your takeaways, and I can't wait to hear what you think. Hey, you're listening to the Made One Women podcast. I am Brianna Wilkerson, your host. You know, over the last 10, 15 plus years, I have been on a journey of really rediscovering and discovering what it's like to look good and feel good from the inside out. I battled with my relationship with food and my body and myself for so long that I was trying to wield it into this definition of looking good that actually wasn't aligned and wasn't for me. And therefore I didn't feel good. But when I really came to a place where I found peace with food, my body and myself and started to care for myself holistically, everything changed. I no longer had to run to food um, for comfort or be afraid of food. I no longer exercise out of a place of fixing myself, but I took care of myself physically, emotionally, mentally and spiritually in ways in simple ways that really led to a lot of transformation yes I lost weight yes um, I became fit in my compared to my my standards of what fit was but more so than that I became at peace with myself I learned that it's okay it is way more than okay and it's necessary for me to look good and feel good from the inside out whatever that definition is for me and that's changed over the seasons as a young girl um, as young recently married to now having young kids and that's what I want to help you do I want to help you be a made well woman who looks good and feels good from the inside out so that you can show up strong healthy and confident in every area of your life all right and so I do that through health and life coaching I do that through essential oils I do that through helping you adorn your body and feel confident through beauty through nails, through clothes. I do that through a variety of factors. But here on the podcast, it's supposed to be some, some inspiration for you in those areas, right? In areas of taking care of your body, taking care of your mind, taking care of your soul so that you can show up well in your career, your finances, and your relationships. So you'll find solo episodes, you'll find guest episodes, you'll find short little sweet um, episodes and longer episodes every week to really support you on that journey. So I'm so excited you're here. Make sure you follow me on social media. 
at MadeWellWomen. I also join the Madewell Women's Health community. I'm on Instagram a lot too, um, to just get connect with me behind the scenes. But also make sure you subscribe to this podcast because each week you're going to want to be inspired. You're going to want to be encouraged. All right, I'm grateful you're here, grateful to know you, and I will see you in the next episode. All right, everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Today I have on with me Avery Thatcher to talk about burnout, stress, managing that, things we all face, things some of us may be close to or have experienced in the past. And just how do we, how do we want to maybe prevent that? But if we are in that stage, what are some things we can do to manage our stress and really overcome from that? And so thank you so much for joining us today, Avery. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And, you know, as a, mom with two littles, I think one thing I've realized is my capacity has changed. Right. And so it is, I'm, if I'm not careful, I'm going to burn out because I think, oh, I can still do all of these other things. And, and so I think I'm really excited about this conversation just to learn from you, your journey and the things that you do to help your clients. What are some ways to kind of deal with that as well? So, yeah. So tell us a little bit before we get started about you and your story and what led you to focus on this particular work with burnout and stress management? Yes, absolutely. So I started my career as a registered nurse working in ICUs across Canada. And I noticed really early on that the majority of the reasons why adults found themselves in the ICU were because of illnesses and diseases that could be linked to chronic stress. So I knew I had to get out of the reactive side of medicine and wanted to help people from getting into the ICU in the first place. So that led me down this beautiful journey of learning more about the research behind meditation and mindfulness and yoga and self-care and all of these things. And so then I was teaching that and practicing that for about three and a half years. And then I was coming off a night shift because I was still working full-time 12-hour shift work while running this business on the side. And I came off the night shift and my charge nurse looked me in the eye and she was like, oh, you do not look well. Go home. Don't worry about coming back tonight. Mark you down for sick. Feel better. And I slept for 20 hours. And I slept for 20 hours the next day. And then 20 hours the day after that. And over the course of about 18 months, we finally figured out a diagnosis after uh, surgery and multiple tests and procedures and lots of different diagnoses getting thrown out there. And so now I am the proud owner of a chronic illness and a physical disability that has and will forever prevent me from going back to working as an ICU nurse. And I was frustrated because I was thinking like, I'm doing everything right. I am doing the meditation, the mindfulness, the yoga, the all of the things, the journaling, why didn't it work? Why did I still burn out? There's a missing piece to this puzzle. And so that led me down another beautiful path of figuring out really not just how to relieve stress, but how to recover from and prevent burnout in the first place. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I just think, my goodness. Yeah. Sleeping 20 hours straight for three days is something going on, you know, and you you ended up finding out what it is. And Yeah, I just think burnout is, I would love for you to kind of describe what you see to be burnout, you know, at least in your case, in cases with women that you work with, uh, what is it? And like, how do we, how do we know we're in it? (laughs) And then, and (laughs) then some of the things like, then, then we can go in a conversation like, okay, how do we recover it? Or even how do we prevent it? Right. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, what is burnout? Um, How would you define that? So in order to understand burnout, it's really important to understand our stress response and how our system responds to that. So we've all probably heard of the fight or flight 
and rest and digest sides of our nervous system. And then maybe also freeze or fawn. And those are all different expressions of our stress switch. So when our stress switch is on, this is where we're in that space of stress. Our body was designed for this. It's designed to handle that, but it's supposed to handle that for a moment and then turn off. And really the kind of world that we live in is in this space of chronic stress. So it's not like we see that dangerous animal running at us and we're like, ah, and then run away and our stress can turn off. We have these constant stresses like expectations of ourselves and that others put on us, uh, societal demands. We've got responsibilities, work, we've got family, we have money, we have all of these things to continually pile stress on for us. And so this leads us down the three stages of chronic stress. So that first stage is the stage of alarm. That's the like, holy smokes moment where something is coming at you and you're trying to get away for safety. Then because our stress, like I mentioned, doesn't turn off, we move into the stage of resistance. And so this is where our body is managing okay. It's handling the increased demand for energy because when we're stressed, our body ramps everything up and really needs a lot more fuel. So in this stage of resistance, our body's handling it okay. Uh, and then if we don't either come out of that stage of resistance or don't optimize ourselves in that stage of resistance, then we move into the stage of exhaustion, which is also known as burnout. So in this stage, we struggle to sleep and we fall asleep sometimes instantly. Sometimes we struggle with that busy brain for a little bit, but usually around 3.30 or so in the morning we wake up and then it's really hard to get restful sleep after that. And that's really a symptom of cortisol, one of the stress hormones. And we also start to deprioritize ourselves. So that means that we're getting less sleep because we're staying up later and getting up earlier to get everything done. We are maybe working on something longer and maybe foregoing that trip to the gym or going out for a walk because there's just too much to do. We start to lose interest and enjoyment in things that we really used to love to do. And we feel like we're more irritable than we used to be. We don't have as much patience as we're used to having. And it really just feels like you wish you could put the world on pause for two weeks just to sleep and maybe catch up. And then if it could restart again, that would be good. So these are all some of the more obvious signs of burnout. However, hindsight is a jerk. And so we can often look back and see these signs of burnout, but in the moment, they can be very tricky to see. And this one description of red flags, I really, really love. This woman was saying that red flags, sometimes you can't see them because they're pointed at you. And you just see that skinny wee little line. You can't see the whole red flag. And that's where having somebody that you know, that you trust, that can point things out to you and be like, hey, haven't seen you out walking in a while. What's going on? So I think that's one of the early things that we can do to help recognize that we're in burnout. Wow. So good. I love how you you talked about those different stages, right? With, with chronic stress, alarm, resistance. And if we don't do something with number one and two, we get to that exhaustion, that burnout. And I love how you described it too. Just like it's, it's, it's a slow, it's like slowly creeping into doing less of the things you enjoy doing less of the things that could actually take you out of that exhaustion stage because it feels like too exhausting to do those things or in our minds, right? I know. So for me, like, obviously I'm going to stage young kids. It's like, it feels like I'm a, in that constant stage, right? I'm just like doing all these things, but I know like, oh, if I go just go exercise for 30 minutes, 40 minutes, 
I would feel so much better. But I tell myself, oh, but why am I going to use childcare for that? I could finally go fill my laundry. I'll do all these things. And then I just stay in that stage because there's always more to do. There's always more to be done. And so therefore, there are things that are always going to feed this little beast of burnout or exhaustion versus like doing the things that can lower my cortisol, get me back to a place of like good balance to then be able to approach those things. And I I just love it because it, it, it almost stems from like a mindset belief system that we may have around some of these things um, that lead us into these actions that aren't helping us or actually harming us. So yeah, I love how you describe that. Yeah. I think mindset does play a role, but it's not like we can wish our way out of stressful circumstances, right? Right. So that's where, like what you described there, that we have all of these things that are continually feeding this beast Mm. of burnout. It was such a beautiful way to describe it. And I I use a different metaphor Mm -hmm. um, just to sort of segue into how we can start to find time for Mm -hmm. those kinds of things. Because when we're really in that stage of resistance, heading into the stage of exhaustion, it's like we're in a boat that's Mm. full of holes Mm. and we've got a bucket and we're using the bucket to bail ourselves out. So all of those self-care strategies, the meditation, the yoga, the taking time to have a a cup of tea in quiet where nobody bugs you, which I know can be a really tricky thing for moms. Mm -hmm. I remember my mom telling one story how she just like locked herself in the bathroom and there was these little fingers crawling underneath the door to be like, (laughs) mommy, the door's locked. And she's like, I'm aware. (laughs) So trying to have those little moments, it, it strengthens your bucket Mm-hmm. but your boat is still full of holes. Mm. So we can either make the bucket bigger or we can move the bucket faster, mm-hmm. but either way, that boat is still full of holes. Mm-hmm. So what we need to start doing is looking at ways to streamline some of the activities that we have, systemize parts of our life and optimize our habits. So that way we actually have the time to do what we know we want to do and need to do. Mm-hmm. And it can be really tricky if you're not a super type A person like mm-hmm. I am, but when you put systems into your life, Oh, it changes the game. What's mm, mm, mm. well, so, so t- I mean, I love that. I think that's a better metaphor where you're like you can, you know, the, the boat still has holes and a boat with holes in the water will eventually sink if you don't get all the water, but it's exhausting to try to get all the water out in time. What you're saying, the buckets. So what are some of those systems that you have found us have, has helped you and some of the, some of your clients that you work with? So one of the things that I recommend everybody starts with is meal planning. So Mm. meal planning is like, who wants to do that? Mm -hmm. And I definitely do not. That is not something which I want to do on a regular basis. However, if I'm going to plan one week's of meals once and figure out my grocery list, I'm going to save that. And in 90 days, I'm going to do it again. So once I've planned out a week and I know which recipes are good that my family really enjoys, awesome. I'm going to put that in a Google calendar repeating event. So that way in whatever, 12 weeks, it's going to pop up again and I won't have to meal plan anymore. So it's sort of giving your future self some gifts by using the time that you're spending now to save you time later. I love that. I use Google calendar for so many things now, but I love what you're saying where read like you reusing that, you know, it's not just for one week. If that those three or four or five meals worked really well. Like that's why we write it down, reuse it for later and everything is all there and set for us. I love that. Well, what, what else? So, I mean, I think that's a huge one, right? So, because you know, you and I both know that what we put in our bodies will either help or, or harm our body. And it could, what could either help 
reduce that chronic stress or not. And also even the planning. So the nutrition part is huge, but any mm-hmm. other things that you have found, um, that has, have been super helpful, um, for the women you work with? Yeah, absolutely. So breaking down some of those bigger tasks into smaller pieces. So for example, I spend 10 minutes a day cleaning my house. And so one day is vacuum day, one day is floor wash day, one day is clean the kitchen day. And it just allows me to really monitor my energy and make sure that I'm staying within that. But also if I were to think right now, oh, I've got to clean the entire house. I'm going to go dissociate on social media for a little while because it just Mm. seems too much. Right. But when you say like, yeah, this is my regular routine for when I spend 10 minutes cleaning the house again in Google calendar, it reminds me whatever aspect I was going to be focusing on today. And so that releases some of the mental energy drain Mm. that we experience. And that's one of those holes that are in that boat. So really a lot of what we're looking for is how to manage our energy and energy is both simple and not simple at the same time. It's simple Mm -hmm. in that we either have a lot of energy or we don't have enough, but we are complex humans and we can't be quantified as one energy. Mm -hmm. So we are physical energy, mental energy, emotional energy, and then our fulfillment energy, because I'm sure everybody's been there in some role or job or season of their life where they're just like, why am I doing this? Like, what's the purpose? Mm -hmm. I don't feel connected to this at all all. Mm -hmm. And it is so hard to motivate yourself to do that. And that's where that fulfillment energy can be really helpful to monitor. Mm. Because for example, uh, a podcast like this Mm -hmm. this is going to drain my physical, mental and emotional energy, but it's going to fill up my fulfillment energy. Mm -hmm. So by looking ahead to notice what is going to drain me throughout the day, then I can plan like I've done after this, Mm. a period of time to help recover some of the physical, mental and emotional Mm. energy. Mm -hmm. So it really is different for each person, but you want to look at what activities do you have in your day that drain different kinds of energy? And then either what can you do to simplify them or what do you need to do to recover? Mm-mm. Just taking notes over here. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I just think what you're saying, I mean, it's powerful where it's like, you know, cause everyone says, this is something we often hear. Like, I want more energy. Right. And sometimes people are saying physical, but I think all of what you're saying is connected. Your physical, emotional, your mental fulfillment. So if you are being mentally and emotionally drained, like that's going to take a toll on you physically. Mm-hmm. And if you're physically drained, like if you're lacking sleep some nights and, you know, it's going to take a toll on your mental, emotional fulfillment energy. So I think for me last night, I was like, I'm so physically tired. Like what's going on? And so guess what? Mentally and emotionally, I was just what you were saying, like, why am I doing any of this? Like, what's the point? Like, you know, Um, and then I was like, go to sleep. I told myself, I was like, go to sleep. And I know in the morning, you'll feel a little bit better and can look at this a little bit clearer. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's, I know for me, when I'm physically tired, everything else feels like at the end of the world. But also when I'm emotionally and mentally spent after maybe days with my kids or, you know, I, I mean, I love doing these things, these interviews and talking with people, but I am drained after. So I should not keep doing something that's going to keep draining me. I should need to have like a restorative time. Right. So I -hmm. love that. I love what you're saying. Like there's different sorts of energy. And so looking, cause all, if you're not, if you're not looking at all of those, then that, then you're like, just going to go to burnout. Especially if you're like low in all of those, it's like going to just feed the holes. It's going to create new holes in your boat. Exactly. It's going to allow those to expand and let the rest come in. But now if you're listening to that and be like, how the heck am I supposed to find enough time and energy to track my energy? Right. I promise it's a lot easier than you think. So 
I track my energy four times a day because energy for me is very precious mm-hmm. uh, with my disability and my chronic illness. It's something that I really have to be careful with. So I choose to track it four times a day. You could do it twice. It doesn't have to be a lot. Mm-hmm. And all you do is you rank each of your energy spheres on a scale of one to 10 with 10 being like, I've got an abundance of energy and I can take on the world and zero being I'm asleep. So somewhere in there, rank your energy on those four energy spheres. Look at the lowest one and say, what thing can I do for the next 30 seconds that's gonna help me restore that energy sphere? Now, when you're in this exhausted space, it's really hard to think of ideas. And that's because of how our stress response works. When we're in that stressed out fight or flight, freeze or fawn space, we actually lose access to our prefrontal cortex, the nutrients and activity in that area, which is our higher level thinking brain, our problem solving brain. It kind of goes dormant a little bit and we go more on instinct. And it's really not our instinct, especially as women, to take care of ourselves. Right. That's usually the last thing when we're in that instinctual space. So because when we're this stressed or this drained, it's really hard for us to come up with ideas. Taking time to write out a list of things that restore your emotional energy. Mm-hmm. For me, it's watching really cute dog videos on TikTok. Mm. It's kind of sweet. And mm. it just makes me feel better or snuggling one of my animals. Mm. Um, so like having that list of things when you're that drained so that you can just come to it and be like, uh, okay, that one. Mm-hmm. It just lessens the the burden of trying to figure it out. Mm, love that. And I, I mean, I love what you're saying. We all have 30 seconds at some point, right? So to do that, that check-in with yourself and then just like, what can I do to reset it in 30 seconds? Not 20 minutes, you know, 30 minutes, like 30 seconds. So I love that. <laughs> um, I mean, I just think you've shared so many great, you know, great takeaways on really helping us understand what is burnout, looking at our energy levels um, and some quick quick, like honestly free things that you can do right now. It's just, it's just allowing yourself to, to do them. Cause sometimes like, say, for example, I know that just taking a deep breath, drinking a cup of tea, going outside for a minute or two is going to reset me, but that feels like it's going to be too long or it feels hard. I don't know, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I just think, I think what you're saying is like, sometimes we already know those things that are going to help us reset and can even help us recover, but we just aren't making the space or we just, you know, for whatever reason to do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, so, I mean, as we wrap up, I would love for you to share just like, is there any other tip, piece of encouragement or something along the lines of what we're talking about that you want to share with the audience? Absolutely. So something which I really, if you only take one thing away from all of this, I want it to be this, that always do your best doesn't mean always be perfect. You do not have to have your like, Instagram ready 30 minutes of luscious self-care with rose petals everywhere. 30 seconds can sometimes be all you need or Mm -hmm. all the time that you have. And your best in all of your capacity is going to change moment to moment, day to day. Mm -hmm. So give yourself permission to do your best without the pressure of trying to be perfect. Yeah. I love that. Best doesn't always mean perfect. So good. Mm -hmm. Well, um, where can people find you on um, social media and your website? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So they can find me at Becoming Avery on Instagram. That's the platform that I'm the most active on. And then my website is also called Becoming Avery. And you can learn more about my story behind the name because I wasn't always Avery. Mm. Mm, I have changed my name and you can find out why by going checking out the about page there. And I also have a quiz Mm -hmm. which helps you discover your self-sabotage style. 
because we are very good, like you said, of holding ourselves back, not having that cup of tea, not taking the slow, deep breath or going for outside for a minute because all of these different reasons. So by taking this quiz, which is, I think about eight questions, it's going to help you identify your self-sabotage style. And I'm going to give you strategies to help work with that style. Mm, Love it. I mean, that sounds like a great quiz. Well, thank you so much. I mean, you've shared so much, so many great takeaways. And I hope for what people are saying, like what you were saying, food for thought around like best doesn't always go perfect. Just do something, do something small right now and take that quiz because, you know, you could be standing in your own way as as, um, Avery was talking about. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Avery. It was a pleasure to have you. Well, thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Everyone, make sure you check out the show notes, um, the link and uh, link for everything there and go go find those resources and connect with Avery. So, all right, everyone, see you on the next episode. Wasn't that a good episode? My goodness, I loved Avery's analogy about a boat full of holes. I loved how she talked about breaking down um, bigger tasks into smaller steps to really watch our energy, really to look at our physical, emotional, mental, and fulfillment energy, look at time blocking, meal planning, a lot of these great tips. Now just take one or two and really go, and apply those today, right? We don't, you know, don't try to do everything at one time. We will, I love to help clients break it down to small, simple steps because when you can do that one, then you'll add another one and you'll add another one. Then it's just going to be part of your lifestyle. All right. So please let us know your takeaways. Follow us on Instagram. Um, make sure you connect with me and Avery and tell me, uh, tell us what you thought. And as a reminder, if you are really looking for some support and you would love to see if um, I'm a great fit to work with you and to help you in your health and prioritizing your own health and well-being. Please book that complimentary clarity call. Find a time on my calendar. If you can't find a time that works, message me on Instagram or Facebook and we'll figure out a time. Okay. I hope you enjoy the episode. Go grab the resources that we mentioned and I will talk to you soon. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I just want to remind you, you are worth the time and money it takes to invest in yourself and to be a made well woman. And so make sure you subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. Make it your treat to yourself. But also make sure you follow me on social media at Made Well Women on Facebook and Instagram and then join my Facebook community, Made Well Women's Health Community, where we can together journey in being made well women who want to look good and feel good from the inside out. All right. So that what we can fulfill the dreams on our heart and have the time and energy and support to do that. All right. Grateful for you. Leave a review too. Before you leave, leave a review on the podcast so that people who are tuning in can know how much it's been a support to you. All right. I'll see you on the next one. Mm-hmm.